I'm thinking of my my hunk, my <laughs> hunk dude. We know who I'm talking about with the flowing blonde hair. Nothing sexier than a, a blonde biologist. Hey everyone, welcome back to Podzilla. I am Jasha and I'm here with my brother Micah. Hey, it's me once more. And every single week we come together to talk about Godzilla movies. We work through them in order of release date. And this week's a bit different. Um, we might as well address the elephant in the room, but G Commander got in touch with us. Um, he didn't really... He thought the podcast could be improved on, would you say? Yeah, he... <laughs> He said it needed an extra certain something and he didn't specify what that something was. But, um, you know, it, it, it led to some some fun conclusions. And there's not just two of us stationed here on Monster Island anymore. No, he's officially assigned one more person to the Podzilla department. Um, so we'd like to welcome the newest member of Podzilla, Slim. Welcome, Slim. Thank you. I, I brought beef jerky with me. You know, I come <laughs> bearing gifts. This is this is how I operate. I bring delicious food to try to sway the positive sentiment in my favor. So hopefully it works. That's amazing. Maybe yeah. that's what we have been missing. It's just think, some food. <laughs> beef jerky. I think that has, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, Slim, you have watched a few Godzilla movies. Do you have any like standout favorites or what's your history with Godzilla? Uh, my son, when my son was younger, he's 13 now. When he was younger, I don't, we started watching the... Like all of them, like from the onset, I had to track down like the DVDs. So he was pretty into them when he was younger. He grew out of it, unfortunately. So like my memories have kind of faded at that time. So I'm, I'm kind of almost alone seeing these. But I actually, you know, now that I mentioned that, I did see Shin Godzilla in theaters with him, and I like neglected to tell him it was subtitled when we went to go see it. <laughs> what would it have been then? Like, so uh, I don't know how many years ago did that come out? He probably was yeah. like 10. So I think I remember leaning over to him to kind of like give him the gist. And as you're well aware, it's a pretty wordy movie. So I don't remember really how that went. I think he had a fun time. But some of our favorites, obviously minus one, I think is probably at the top. Yes. But Godzilla versus Kong, we watched together during the initial stages of the pandemic. Mm. And we had so much fun watching that movie. Yo. Like that is, I mean, you, I'm, I'm excited to hear that episode, but I love Godzilla versus Kong. And I didn't like the first two, I didn't love the first two Godzilla legendary movies, but I felt like they learned from their mistakes and didn't really care as much or try to make the humans as a big a portion of it. Yeah. Or they did the writing better and they just leaned into, let's just have these like monsters fight each other and make it look awesome and add cool lighting. <laughs> um, so that's what I loved. Like I, f I felt like they just leaned in so well to what they were doing in that storyline um, that Godzilla vs. Kong is like probably my favorite that I've seen. I just rewatched it and I still love it. Amazing. It's, no it's a lot of fun. I don't know. I just, I don't, I hate when people say, I mean, I've said it before, but like turn your brain off and just enjoy the movie. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I think when you were, I listened to recently the Godzilla 2014 episode and you were both talking about how like the CGI still stands up. Yeah. Like even, you know, like 10 years later, I feel like the CGI in Godzilla vs. Kong is like some of the best CGI I've ever seen. Yes. And I don't even know if it would ever be topped. So I'm anxious for that episode, but... You're getting me hyped to watch this movie. You, have you not seen it? 
Mike has no, never no, no. seen it. No, oh, so God. we're building up towards it. What a moment! I think from this from this moment out, you've seen like none of the Godzilla movies from 2017. Nothing after Kong Skull Island. No, no so mm. I wanted to ask you about it as well because versus Kong uh, was was one of the more recent movies that a lot of people are very very divisive about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> To say the least. Yeah, to say the least. When Monsterverse started out, it was hailed as like the serious take on Godzilla. And uh, a lot of people say it quickly, quickly fell down. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you because if you love that movie, uh, I, want, I wanted to hear a little little slim, Slim's takes. Uh, Slim's takes. What did, yeah. you, what did you think of the new Slimzilla in the trailer for Godzilla X Kong The New Empire? <laughs> What? You know, you know, Slimzilla. I feel like it, <laughs> officially Slimzilla. Okay, it's so like it's probably that like shot where they're like they're like running together as like a tag team. And yeah, that's the one. Like, <laughs> I'm almost like more excited about it because this is so <laughs> ludicrous that like it's the only direction they could possibly go. It's almost like. You know, seeing Stone Cold and The Rock like team up and run to the ring together, like in the WWF. I'm like, yes, this is what I need in this franchise. So honestly, I'm into it. Like, I'm still very excited for the next one. They're leaning so like I love the Hollow Earth stuff too. Mm. Like, I just thought it looked gorgeous. You know, all that's all the design of that world, and they're just going hard in the Hollow Earth. Like, it looks like total nonsense, but I'm so here for it. Like them running together, they might as well just high five in one scene, and I'd still like eat it up in the theater. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yeah. No, I honestly love it because throughout this journey, there's been like something I love about Godzilla, and I guess we'll go into it later um, this episode. But the franchise just changes so much, and the tones are all over the place, and there's kind of something for everyone here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I love like I love that you love um, Godzilla versus Kong because I'm the same. I like it doesn't get better. Yeah. Than, Godzilla and Kong punching each other on that neon cityscape. It's a lot like comic books in that way. Like yeah. comic books and like superheroes get rebooted and you, and you, they'll do like a reboot and some people will just really hate the direction or they'll think it's like the most insulting thing to ever happen to this character. But it's all <laughs> cyc- cyclical. You wait like f- a couple more years, you'll get a different version. Yeah. You know, there's going to there's gonna be a different version for somebody out there and it'll come back to you. Um, I didn't think that way at the time when my favorite comic book characters rebooted. I was like, this sucks. This is terrible. Who's, <laughs> I don't think any of us did. This? Yeah. But now in my my older age, I'm like, it's not the end of the world. I'll just wait a little bit longer to get a different version or there'll be a different medium that it comes out in and I'll be fine. So who really cares in the end? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Who do you think is going to win the Oscar for visual effects? Because Godzilla minus one's nominated. I think the big one it's up against is the creator. Do you have a... The creator. I, I love the visual effects of the creator. Napoleon, my God. No, thank you. Um, I hope the creator wins because I I want that to kind of like be, you know, he spent like comparatively so little money on that movie and it looked like a $200 million movie. Yeah. Gareth Edwards and the creator. Uh, I didn't love the movie, but I respected how, like all the designs, the work was put into it. Mm. And he did it like relatively cheaply he was able to make something super cool and not have it just be so expensive so hope I, like i would love for him for him and his team to get rewarded but i mean i loved godzilla minus one yes i was like weeping in that theater so yeah, i think we all were i'd love for that to win too who knows yeah <laughs> as long as it's not napoleon i think we'll all be no we'll please all be happy. no there's no need for that we don't need that <laughs> now we we were weeping in that theater <laughs> crying tears of pain us seeing napoleon best cinema experience ever yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> the only VFX shot I can recall from that is him shooting cannons at the pyramids. And it hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> what a sad state of affairs if that wins because of those scenes. And like, we have these other two films that don't win. Very sad. I know. Yeah. Well, Slim, I mean, did you want to take us into Godzilla Planet of the Monsters? Because this was another interesting movie, I guess, similar to Godzilla versus Kong that not a lot of people love. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really cool for you to be like, hey, I want to talk about this movie after we've just been, it's just been getting slammed in our Discord community. Right. It's been getting slammed everywhere. I know. Am I the most hated guest in the history of the show? We're talking about <laughs> Godzilla vs. Kong and Planet of the Monsters? Who knows? You're what we need on the show. We need to bring some positivity. We need to bring the truth when it comes to Godzilla Planet of the Monsters. This is what we were missing. <laughs> a Planet of the Monsters lover. Yeah, it's what we were right. missing. Exactly. It's what G-Commander brought you in for. We got like Son of Godzilla, Ibra, Planet of the Monsters. They're all, they're all not the popular pick. <laughs> In the not-too-distant future, Godzilla and other horrifying monsters appear on our planet and wreak holy hell. Slow-speaking Christian space aliens appear and offer help, but it's no use. What's left of the human and humanoid races leave Earth and look for a new home. Twenty years pass and they are running out of supplies. They're tossing the elderly into orbit to preserve rations, so the vengeful Captain Haruo Sakaki puts forward a plan to return to Earth and defeat Godzilla once and for all. Yes. What they don't realize is 20,000 years have passed on Earth, and much has changed, and our homeworld has become the planet of the monsters. I like it. What a what a wild setup. I think this is probably the most out amazing, of left field. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the most out of left field. Just start to a, a one of these Godzilla movies that we've seen. Period. Yeah. Not just for the fact that the whole world has been destroyed, but we're having a time skip of twenty thousand years. Yes. So <laughs> I love that reveal when early on they're talking about like, oh, a thousand years have gone past. And then next minute it's like 20,000 years. I know. Godzilla's still alive. It's so crazy. That, I think that's the main thing that, that continues to draw me into this is that this is one of those like bonkers pitches. Yeah. Like let's make the first, I think this is like the first animated Godzilla movie. Let's just say he d he just destroys the whole planet and 20,000 years goes by. Like, that's wild. Yeah. You know, like, I, w I would love to see, the, like, the executive being like, yes, let's do it. This is exactly what we need right now. Because it's pretty crazy and probably a pretty big gamble for their first animated feature, I would think. Yeah, and it's funny, like, we were talking about comic books earlier on, but this feels to me like one of the classic, like, almost Elseworlds or, like, what if, like, alternate takes on the character, alternate universe type thing. Because... Yeah, you're right. This is so different. Like, I, I didn't expect that through watching through the, through the Godzilla movies, we'll get some sort of like futuristic sci-fi, like dystopian, some like religious themes in here. <laughs> crazy aliens, crazy monsters. Yeah. It's just so, so random. I love it. It, it definitely feels like they went almost sci-fi ideas first um, and molded the Godzilla around that. Because we have what? We have huge time skip. We have collective of aliens. We have... <laughs> 
crystalline entity god that powers the whole ship and religion (laughs) so many different things just in the first like 10 minutes and in those 10 minutes there's no godzilla to be seen (laughs) yeah it's it's such a crazy build and i'm guessing it was almost like an accepted slow build because you know maybe we'll get into this in the trivia but i feel like they announced maybe the three movies or the three parts ahead of time so maybe like going in at the time they're like okay I gotta wait next year for the next piece of this because even on Netflix, at least in the U.S., it's it's called like part one or episode one. It's not like its own movie. It's, Same here, right? Weird, eh? It's it's set up like it's a TV show almost. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I, I read that online as well. I think even before it was like supposed to be a planned trilogy, it was supposed to be like a twenty episode like anime miniseries or something yeah. like that. Oh wow! So yeah, it's. I, a lot of the um, criticism I see about it online is that Godzilla is nowhere to be seen until the end. Mm-hmm. And we do get like a lot of world building, which is the kind of stuff I just eat up. I loved every single second um, of meeting these aliens and talking about the future. But it, it, I was thinking about it like if it was kind of the build up episode of an anime, the next episode's completely crazy. It kind of works a bit better like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really have too much of a problem with it. Yeah. The the, the world building stuff is so cool to me. It's, it's like amazing. Them, they're drifting out into outer space for two decades, trying to find a new home and essentially just like giving up yeah. <laughs> and turning around and going back to earth. That stuff is so wild to me. Like, I mean, even if it was a thousand years passing, <laughs> That would be so cool. I know. Like, what, you know, what would Earth look like a thousand years after Godzilla just kind of turns everything upside down? Okay, what about 20,000 years? Because, <laughs> like, you get to, like, that forest and it's, like, metal foliage pretty much, right? When, yeah. like, they, it shatters that guy's, like, knife and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that kind of world building, I was, like, I also was eating it up. Like, I want to learn more about what the heck happened in 20,000 years. What does Godzilla even do? You know, like, I mean, we see at the end, he's just kind of, like, getting bigger and dormant. But, <laughs> yeah, like, the, the whole the whole idea of this is so fascinating to me. And, and I agree with you. Like, a comic book would be really fun also to read mm. based on the same story. Yeah, and even those like little ideas spurs throughout um, when they when they first get to like where their city was um, on this new planet, there's that idea thrown out there like none of the infrastructure that humanity built um, survived because all the lichen and all the plants just grew over it and eventually um, all those man-made materials just dispersed into dust. Mm-hmm. So all that's left is this kind of man-made jungle. And also, like, they, didn't they say, like, the fossilized remains, like, Earth remembered us? Yeah. Is one of his lines, because it, like, the, the shrubbery was just in the form of, like, broken down buildings <laughs> and stuff, but there was no actual building there. That was pretty cool. It's great. Yeah, like, every every 10 minutes, it just feels like they throw another really cool and unique idea, almost completely out of left field, um, to the point where by the end of it, we, we do feel like we have a fairly well-fleshed out future earth yeah and i just that point of them like throwing out heaps of different ideas i love how mechagodzilla is kind of like introduced and you see this sick looking mechagodzilla and then he gets like destroyed before they can even use it <laughs> and then like the power button did not work right it's, it's like essentially they lost internet to power the mechagodzilla yeah. so they just like <laughs> they abandoned it and that was on. like the one yeah. alien race's entire plan and it didn't work yeah. oh my yeah. god 
Yeah, and then just the little introductions of him seeing like, yeah, all the elderly people just get killed off to save supplies. We even see snippets of like some darker stuff, like people just completely losing hope and resorting to killing themselves out in space. Like mm-hmm. the amount of themes this like briefly touches on, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Not many, not many movies or shows will delve this deep, I feel. Yeah, and I feel like too, one of my first notes was like, this would have been a super expensive movie. Mm-hmm. Like this is a, this is essentially kind of like the only format that it could be made as a movie is like an animated version of the film because even them just hanging out on that ship, you know, I'd love to see that live action, you know, just like the dankest ship. Like imagine living in like the worst (laughs) ship possible, like in a Stromo for 20 years. Like I'd be pretty pissed off and angry too. And they haven't even gotten to a planet yet to like, that's uh, that they can live on. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, super cool. What did you guys think of the, like the animation in general? Because it was pretty unique. I feel like it was all three D animated, and then it looked like the monsters and the ships were almost more. I, I don't even know how to talk about it, but you know how classically some animated shows would be like two D and then switch to three D for mm-hmm. the big dragons or the big monsters. Mm. Um, this one seemed to like almost switch styles when it came to Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked it. I don't think it completely sold me on the humans yet. Um, but as soon as we got down to the planet and saw the backdrops and when we get to the gods, a little stuff at the end, I was just kind of blown away by it. And exactly what you were saying, Slim, like this couldn't have really been done in 2D. It wouldn't have the same impact. No. Um, and you couldn't have done it in live action. <laughs> it, it is d- definitely a unique style. You know, it's it's fine. It's not like knocking my socks off. But when Godzilla, you know, when that, looks like a volcano is like erupting at the end yeah that is badass looking I know. At the end of this movie and then like it's the slow reveal that animation is sick i thought um but the characters like intermingling is probably the least interesting animation style but it didn't it didn't kind of like it wasn't a negative for me yeah i love the style whenever they see like the the spaceship the aratrum, aratrum. it's called um I, I love all the set design they have, even though it doesn't feel like you have a lot of these set pieces. I feel like all those different aspects when you're in the bridge, when you see all the holographic and uh, real sick looking displays that they have, I really think that the the art style shines in those parts. And even when we get to the monsters, like the the Godzilla proper in the end, mm. um, they, they make use of so many different aspects like uh, focal focal distance, when you can really tell that this Godzilla is enormous in size and stature and they convey that really really well but yeah like you said when when it gets to the humans i feel like they just copy and pasted and pasted and pasted um (laughs) i don't think i can't i can't think of in a single instance in this movie where there is a human that isn't wearing that white suit (laughs) yeah Uh, and i can't even think of a moment when someone emotes once yeah they're all just standing around i did like haruo's like i thought at least at the very start that he had a real gnarly like cross-shaped scar on his face but turns out that was just like the unique way they were making all the characters frown throughout the movie (laughs) well he only had like one emotion like sad pissed off yeah yeah that was him (laughs) and then like his christian alien friends like they didn't have any emotion he just like that one character's (laughs) mouth was like the only thing that moved anytime he was on screen like no emotion otherwise also, there was that cool animation too. Like when he was like writing or using the computer, did you see like how his hand was moving like in yeah. front of it? I thought that was fascinating. He's interfacing with his fingers. Yeah, I, I love the start how it introduces you so early on to this like this espionage storyline. 
because it's it's his Christian <laughs> it's his Christian Vulcan's friend that in uh, ends up like writing up this huge thesis on how to de- defeat Godzilla, um, and they're throwing it around the place. They're locking the ship down because there is. Uh, there's someone trying to trying to fight against Godzilla, and it's not what the people want. They want to drift out in space forever. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like how those aspects get lost. I feel fairly quickly. Mm. I mean, we're, in, we're introduced to this conglomerate of these aliens, um, and we're we're hit with so many characters. Yeah, a lot of them bar those two main characters. I feel like they don't come into play really at all. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that they'll. We'll get more of them in the next two movies. At least I think we do. Uh, it feels that way. There is a lot introduced in the first like 30 seconds. Like I was rewinding maybe five times because I was like, oh, crap, that's important. What did they just say about like the other <laughs> alien race? Like, because I mean, even in that newsreel, like aliens land on Earth while Godzilla and the monsters are attacking, attacking. Earth. Like yeah. if this wasn't crazy enough, we have aliens landing on Earth at the same time of this attack. It just gets like crazier and crazier. Now, but you might have to remind me, are these alien races from any of the other previous movies? I feel like the answer is yes, right? Like an alien race in a previous old one? I'll give you some some early trivia. Uh, so there are two two alien races that come in here. We have the Ixif and the Belusaludo. Um, we've never seen them before, completely new to this franchise. Mm. But they're kind of inspired by aliens that we have seen in the past because of namesake, the Ixif, uh, kind of similar to the Ixilians. Classic Godzilla aliens, yeah. And I believe that the Belusaludo, which is just such a fun name, I love to say it. <laughs> they have... A planet called the Mulu Elu Galugo. Good heavens. Um, which they state is the third planet of the black hole, uh, which is a reference to another alien species that we have seen, the black hole planet three aliens. Hey. Uh, with their leader, Mugal Mulu Elu Galugo. Oh my gosh. Look at the, the, the deep cut the, references yeah. here. Your mouth hasn't references. moved that way in probably five yeah. years, just pronouncing yeah. the names and what planet. I was hearing. I'm working mouth muscles I didn't know I had. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was even blown away with like the amount of crazy kaiju that they chuck at us. Yeah. At the start of this movie, we get snippets of the like praying mantis one, the camera chorus. We get Dagora, which is this giant squid alien we've seen a few times. Uh, Dagara, who is this like, a bit forgettable monster that shows up in one of the Mothra movies. Mm. Hasn't been connected to Godzilla before this. Yeah, it's even Olga that we recently, recently saw a movie with. It's, it's just crazy. They're chucking a lot of references out there for people who have seen the franchise, which was cool. And yeah, that whole first five, ten minutes, amazing. They get killed fast by those monsters. Like they are not prepared for any kind of quick battle at all. Or like just the idea that there were like other smaller beings. Man, they got screwed hard. Yeah, this one's so fun to watch because usually it's always the humans take the monsters down. The humans finally come together and take down Godzilla. The humans versus the aliens. Yeah. They're never on the same side. Exactly. So it throws everything we almost know about the Godzilla story uh, out the window and just goes for something completely original and unique, which, mm-hmm. yeah, blew me away a little bit. I also really liked Haruo as our main character. I've seen a lot of slander for him online as well. And I mean, he does kind of just have that one personality trait. He's pissed off at everything. He wants to get revenge against Godzilla. Um, but by the end of the movie, he like, there's one part when he's saying a speech 
uh, and he's like getting the crowd worked up. And I was, I just like, something clicked in me and I was all for this guy. Mm-hmm. Like his drive started to get annoying, but by the end you're like completely <laughs> on his side, or at least I was. Yeah. I'll do anything for that guy. My captain. <laughs> Mike, are you the same way? Would you do anything for the captain? <laughs> when he was given that speech, I couldn't help but think, man, imagine if there was just a criminal on earth and he got up on a podium, said, said a couple words, and suddenly suddenly we all fell head over heels for him and would follow him to the end. Yeah, I mean, he is a war criminal, right? Right. I yes. guess technically. Yes, like, technically, like yes. a prisoner. But I mean, he was trying to save the elderly. He was. Exactly. <laughs> he was. He was. The main leader died and his second command just instantly pushes that load off to somebody else <laughs> yeah and i and, mean and, and i think it was like leland right leland was the one who disagreed with him about like the course of action because after they all get killed he's like we need to just retreat now it's over like we're not ready for this yes. i feel like a lot I, I thought i wrote down like how many of them got killed because they bring six was it 600 it like so many go to earth out of the 4,000 remaining alive in the ship. Mm-hmm. And it's like maybe a quarter or half of those 600 get killed. And it's like, yeah, we need to leave now. Portion. It's it's we're not winning. And they haven't even gotten to Godzilla yet. No. It's like there's just these these other monsters. And I was like at the time, I was like, you know what? I think he's right. I think it's over. <laughs> like you need to leave immediately. And then they've like the. Uh, the ex of alien is like, well, yeah, we can still make this work. Like, I mean, how about that? He's like, yes, our retreat involves us fighting Godzilla, so we're still going to do it, even if we have to leave. Yeah, we were going to do this anyway. Yeah, pretty crazy. And it was such a hype moment. The music kicks in, like they jump on those motorbikes and they go against Godzilla. I loved every scene with Godzilla in this. And he is just like standing around 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. He's got like this real dopey smile on him, this Godzilla, <laughs> when he like stares directly <laughs> at you. <laughs> it looks like he's just this like mindless animal of sorts, which I guess is what he is in this. Mm-hmm. Um, he's this almost part of the ecosystem that has just grown and evolved until he's, yeah, kind of mindless. Right. But I, I just loved how he was this indomitable threat that was just like a moving mountain almost that they had to get through mm-hmm. and how about that they gave him like shields he had like I, shields out of his spines in this the part about this godzilla that i love is that they gave him anatomy we did a deep <laughs> deep dive into the biology of godzilla i was i was sitting in this class and i was scribbling sketches myself <laughs> i mean you saw that drawing that lit up drawing of godzilla maybe a hundred times on screen yeah you did the ingrained into my brain you saw his spine and his shield like i feel yeah. like we could all draw it from memory right now we saw it yeah. so often in this movie yeah i i just love the fact that they came up with like a proper battle plan my, one of my favorite parts about the Godzilla movies is the fact that in, in some of my favorite movies, they come up with these really niche and fun and exciting plans. Uh, minus one was one of my favorites, just the way that they try and uh, just the plan that they have to execute to defeat Godzilla. Mm. And in this one, it was just like the the levels that it had is that Godzilla has this one aspect of his body that releases this pulse, which creates this shield, but it's only for like a ten thousandth of a second. <laughs> So we have to amplify that on video, find it, shoot down that part, destroy it. He's going to regenerate, so we're going to have to go fast with yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of those all-timer plans for me. And 
I am a little bit disappointed that in the end, a lot of it just came down to shooting. Shooting guns. They did have some cool excavation mining equipment. The, the drill things. Drill yeah. EMPs into him. Yeah. But there was a bit of disconnect for me with that last scene because they're all just flying around on their on their Tron-looking bike, hover bikes. But the music. <laughs> the music. And the music made it all better. I have no qualms with it. <laughs> I don't understand why their plan B, like, they didn't even have... Like in your head, wouldn't a plan B just going the opposite end of the planet where Godzilla isn't? Yeah. Because like they go to Godzilla to fight him, but like how much of the planet is just not Godzilla, right? Like just go to the other end of the earth and try to make a society there, maybe. You'd be surprised. They sent out those drones, like the 12 drones on the planet at the start. Within 30 seconds, they found him. Yeah. And they went right to him immediately. (laughs) Yeah. What also like caught me by surprise with this is I've always heard the Godzilla in this movie hyped up as like the biggest Godzilla ever, right? So I'm watching this movie, I see him defeat this Godzilla, and I was just I had my jaw on the floor with the reveal that it's there's an even bigger Godzilla. This isn't like the same one as before. And we see the mm-hmm. the giant, like, is he called Godzilla Earth? Yeah, so the the smaller one is Godzilla Phileas, and the big, yeah. big one is Godzilla Earth. Wow. I had no clue there were two separate ones. It was like I was feeling what the, the characters are feeling, just hopeless seeing that big guy. They were freaking out. I <laughs> love their reaction to the slow reveal of him in the mountain yeah. coming unglued. Like, this is impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's insane. This is this cannot be happening. <laughs> like, their, their readings were, like, exploding on their <laughs> devices about how large he was. That was so cool. And then, you know, eventually, was that a new ability? That he did at the end, yeah, like some kind of audiophonic breath. Oh, I wrote this down. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is his. That was cool. Godzilla's super oscillatory wave. Oscillatory oh, wave. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Even earlier when he uses his atomic breath, it's so different. It's like over in a second, mm-hmm. and it's so thin. It's almost more frightening just because yeah. of how quick it is. It's like a missile. Yeah, and yeah, I, I love how I, I just love it. Um, they introduced that first Godzilla Phileas's attack and we're all like, man, this is so cool. And by the end of the movie, we're like, man, this is so cool. <laughs> There's a lot of moments on in this movie where it kind of just drums up the hype so, so much. Yeah. I also love when they when they do defeat Godzilla Phileas and there's, I, I think you mentioned it before, Slim, but the huge pile of rubble. And you also see like his back spikes and scoots like sticking out of the rubble, just flung all over the place. God. Really cool imagery. I mean, it's also like so depressing for them too. Like they finally defeat Godzilla and you think like you've reclaimed the planet. But no, actually there's another Godzilla, the original one, and he's like 80 times bigger than he was 20,000 years ago. It's like, God, can we get a break here? (laughs) (laughs) What a story beat that is for Haruo as well, because- he finally feels like he's accomplished everything in his life, uh, killed the beast that kills his parents and his society. And seeing that come up out of the ground, he's like, back to square one. Mm-hmm. Instantly, his whole platoon is destroyed. All hope is lost. God. Yeah, they rise everything up and then bring it right back down. Yeah. I was I was a bit lost with Haruo because from, from the start, he is just real, like, driven, real angry. And I think I must have missed it, but his parents were in one of the shuttles... When they were leaving the planet, the one that Godzilla destroyed? Yeah, they were on one of the ground shuttles, it seems like. Ah, yeah. And then his granddad was one of the ones that got shipped off with the elderly? 
Yeah. I still want to know what happens with that, but yeah. I didn't quite understand the explosion. Like, was he not meant to see the explosion? Was the explosion <laughs> planned? Like, were they just, yeah. you know, let's send them off and let's blow it up? Or was that an accident? Because didn't he rig one of the ships that he was in to explode? And that was like his his gamble, right? Yeah, that rings a bell. But it, it did like seem, at least to me, that it was kind of the people in charge just getting rid of them mm-hmm. so they could free up the supplies. But you're completely right. Why would you then, in front of everyone on the ship, blow, blow them up? up. <laughs> just I mean, just have them go to the planet and maybe die. <laughs> like, leave them them. Worst yeah. case scenario, the planet actually you can live on. Or that instead they blew <laughs> yeah. it up before they could get there. <laughs> and they're wasting a ship, right? They wanted to save supplies. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Come on, this whole ship's just mm-hmm. gone. <laughs> did you did you let the credits roll to see the scene at the end? Did you see that that moment? Yeah, it's it's. I love it. Just the mm-hmm. the idea that there could be people who have been living on Earth or surviving. I think twenty thousand years. Yeah, well. yeah. I know it's crazy, and I think that's the main thing that I do love about this movie. Like. It's just all the world building and all the lore and all the ideas that they play with and all the places in my head that I'm thinking like, oh, they could be going here and we could be seeing this. And I don't know if we get there, but even though I I did find a lot of it slow, like I don't know about you guys, but there's a lot during the middle where it's just people walking around, people talking, Mm -hmm. and then it does start to amp back up. So I think the main takeaway for me was kind of just these original ideas, things we haven't seen in the Godzilla movie before, things that get me as like a sci-fi fan uh, really excited. I I just hope that it it sorts out kind of those pacing issues and the characters Mm. and we grow to love them going forward in the future ones. Mm. You mentioned mentioned like this, almost like TV episodic aspect of it. And I wonder how that would feel if this was like, instead of three parts, maybe it was cut up into 10 or 12. Yeah. And like maybe some of these episodes would just kind of be like those dramatic 20 minute conversational episodes that pushes the story along. But in a movie that's like ending in a cliffhanger, some of those middle portions are a little harder to swallow because it's not like a really full meaty story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a lot of aspects where where I would have loved to see them fleshed out in an episodic format because we have a lot of reveals in this movie, a lot of those cool ideas, and they happen so frequently. And it would have made sense if they happened every few episodes. Um, some of the lack of character development or even just notable characters, again, mm. would have been solved if we were slowly introduced to them. Because there's Yuko, right, which is the girl that he has a Haruo has a bit of a history with that mm-hmm. were kind of teased a little bit. Do they have a history? I think so. She was one of his, he was her captain at one point before he got arrested, I think. I actually oh. thought that little child was her in the flashback. Oh. And not the captain. Hey, that could be interesting. But I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I, right. it's it's a bit, amb- uh, no, because we see his granddad, I guess. Oh, that's right. He grabs him. And we, and we see him drop the little like lavender pendant, the mm. flower pendant. Um, Slim, have you seen all three of this trilogy? I have, and I remember nothing from the next two. So, <laughs> I even Man, like I, I had man. this logged. I guess I'd seen it when it had come out, maybe 2018. I had this logged on Letterbox, and I mm. had it three stars. I had no recollection really of of much of what I thought of it. I feel like there's a time jump in one of the next two. Ooh, That's just a vague memory. It could, yeah. could be could be false. It could just be misinformation from my terrible memory. But um, I'm actually eager to continue watching and. And seeing how it holds up. Yeah, same. Hopefully well. We'll see. Yeah. 
I, I there are some of those plot threads which like the ship at the start I, f- I have a feeling that they're going to come into a play a bit more in the future episodes um i love the fact that there are some blatant uh, threads which we will see tie into future movies like the introduction of those um survivors on the island yeah and a little bit of a spoiler but i know I love the slight peak we see at Mechagodzilla at the start mm-hmm. and deep down inside knowing that that's going to lead into something <laughs> in the future. They will use him maybe, possibly? Maybe. In what capacity? I don't know. <laughs> I, I have a little figurine I got of that Mechagodzilla oh, blind box. Right. I didn't know it was from this movie. I thought it was from uh, one of the other animes. And I was so excited when I started this movie to see my Mechagodzilla. <laughs> this cool design on screen for so so long he didn't even they didn't even get to press the power button (laughs) i mean all that all that work for it to not even turn on like what a waste how long did it take him to build mechagodzilla and they just scamper out of the control room like oh well it's time to evac we almost had him god what a waste imagine being that one alien who forgot to plug him in to charge (laughs) Yeah, it's probably that guy with the beard on the ship. Maybe he harbors yeah. that guilt for all these 20 years or whatever. Poor guy. Yeah, it is It is so funny that those aliens are like, yeah, we'll help you. Here's Mechagodzilla. The other alien, aliens are like, yeah, we'll help you. Here's this random god and this religion. And then they're all kind of just stuck together. None of the plans work. <laughs> yes. So funny. Did, did you guys have like a standout character from the bunch? I mean, there's there's a few here. There are, I don't know, I've, I've, none of the like human humanoid characters really stuck out to me. I still, like, honestly, the Godzilla Earth at the end yes. is still one of the coolest reveals. Like, I can't wait to watch the next mm. version to see what the F he destroys and just how badly they get screwed in the next one. Um, he's probably my favorite character in the whole movie. Just so massive. And you can feel, like, the massiveness of that character. They did a pretty, pretty great job. Yeah, I, I think like in terms of humans, there was this one guy. I don't know if you guys remember him. It was Sergeant Adam. And I think he's like this kind of <laughs> this guy in the in the army or with with the group um, who doesn't really like Haruo that much. And I think he's in charge of leading the mission at one point. Um, and you think he's going to retreat from Haruo, but then he orders all his men to retreat and he actually turns around. And goes oh, yeah, against Godzilla yeah, yeah. to buy him some time. Um, he was mm. cool. Uh, and mm-hmm. then he got killed. But I really liked him. Valiant death. <laughs> the end there. Yeah. Do you have a standout, Micah? I did. I'm trying. I know none of these people's names. <laughs> <laughs> none of them stood out to me. <laughs> we had. There's one character in mind. He was the. Is it Colonel Midfies? I think he's the Ixif. Metfees. Oh, is that the ex of Metfees? The priest. The priest. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm thinking of my my hunk, my <laughs> hunk dude. We know who I'm talking about with the flowing blonde hair. Oh, yeah, the that... Caucasian in this <laughs> Japanese society. <laughs> I think that it isn't that the ex of priest. Still, I think that might be what is his name? Yeah, it sounds like the Metfies. flowing hair. It does sound like the 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 buddy to our captain. Is he the friend of the captain? I'm going, no, 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 I'm here we go. I have, I have a picture. I have a picture. Oh. There must be some other hunk. Uh, 
Martin, <laughs> of course. The Godzilla wiki. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yes. Martin. Martin. Um, Classic. He, he's the hunk. He's just this dude, this seemingly scientist who just makes observations the whole time. <laughs> and I just, I love his voice, man. He's so good. <laughs> Very hunky. I will agree in that image that you should. He was. I like his He's hair. a biologist. There you go. Nothing sexier than a, a blonde biologist. <laughs> Who explains everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, in terms of monsters, I mean, we mentioned all those other ones you briefly catch glimpses of. And then there's, yeah, Godzilla Phileas and Godzilla Earth. And I'm with you, Slim. Godzilla Earth. I'm so excited about what they're going to do with this huge guy. <laughs> And I love like how his whole thing is he's the avatar of destruction. I think they're calling him mm-hmm. throughout the movie. And then the exif at the end is almost like he's about to like get down and worship Godzilla or something, yeah. like talking to him as if he is one of one of their gods. Mm-hmm. So I'm just so excited for kind of how they play with this. And yeah, I just, that reveal, there was nothing else like it. The, the cliffhanger of the movie, that Godzilla like stepping out of the shadows and everyone just falling apart. Yeah. It's awesome. That's so nice. Um, what? What did you guys think of the, uh, they're called the Servum. They're like this, this Godzilla mutated minion race of. And they're almost made out of metal as well. Crazy dragons. dragons. Yeah. Yeah. They're all right. They look cool. Yeah. They look cool. They're the ones that just attack out of nowhere and like decimate half the camp, right? Yeah. Yeah. Poor guys. They're they all right. They're, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> I never had a chance. No. The one thing I'm actually kind of like i feel like i remembered something happened in the second one but i'm more curious about like what will happen with the exif and the other alien race because mm. i think there was a line in the movie where they were coming to earth mainly to like harvest it anyway or someone was theorizing that the the alien races were like ready to take over but then the godzilla and the monsters were there and so like god oh, damn it like bad timing but <laughs> i'm curious to see how that unfolds in the next movie, movies, like maybe maybe there is more backstory there to these alien races that we're going to find out. Mm. Yeah, because it is classically like you watch one of the older Godzilla movies. It's either a random monster showing up and attacking, random alien showing up and attacking, humans creating a random mech. And this was kind of all of them in one. Uh, mm-hmm. So I am really excited to see how they expand upon those ideas and do their own twists on each of those. Yeah. Did you have any trivia for us, Micah? I I do have a little bit of trivia. Okay. So probably the one which we've talked about a little bit already is this was meant to be a an actual anime series. Yeah. Uh, multiple episodes. And that's what it was fully envisioned as from the start, storyboarded as, script written as. Um, but the year before this came out, in 2016, a little movie called Shin Godzilla was released. And Toho thought it was so wild that a Godzilla movie did well that they decided to make this not one movie but three movies hmm. which is just a, such a wacky idea um, yeah. I, I I think it's very blatant from watching this that the pacing just it's better suited for an episodic format right from the get go I felt like I, I had stepped into season three of episode 12 of an anime and I didn't <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I just feel like there was a lot missing and a lot could have slowed down to the point when halfway through this movie i felt like every five seconds there was a new piece of dialogue and like slim i had to like pause it read it chew over it yeah okay on to the next one oh (laughs) wait a second they were talking about this thing okay 
reframe it from the start. Mm-hmm. Did you guys listen to it in English? Just a sidebar. The English like dub. Was there an English version? I looked. I didn't. Th- I didn't think there was an English version. No, a dubbed version. Really, I started it up on Netflix and it automatically um, started playing like English language. What with what? Japanese subtitles? I... Is this not what happened to you guys? No, I actually even looked and I, it didn't have that as an option for me. Whoa. So yeah, that's why I was rewinding every five seconds. <laughs> that's why you didn't hear my Hunk Martin's sexy voice. <laughs> yeah, man, I was just, you just sounded like everyone else to Damn. me. I don't know what you're talking about. One of my thoughts was I was actually going to say I'm surprised there wasn't a dubbed version for this being mm. some kind of big Netflix release. I'm surprised they didn't put any money into a dubbed version, but I guess we, the two of us got screwed out of that version. That's so strange. It was like forcing it on me too. And then it was taking me a while to find out that there was the Japanese language. Wow. Did you switch back over to it? I, I listened to it for a couple seconds, but you know what? The Exif, whatever his name is, Mephites? Mephites? Mephites. Um, his voice was so weird in the English language. He had this real like high-pitched, like wobbly voice. Did you guys, did he sound like that? Do you I guys? thought he had the same thing in the Japanese version. I thought he had a very high-pitched voice. <laughs> I switched between the two when he was talking and I was like, man, the English actor for this guy, he's going for it. I'm going to stick with this. <laughs> I think I think they did probably do a disservice in releasing it in like three parts over three years or however long, because like now I get why they name it episode one mm. on Netflix, because it does feel like you kind of need to keep going. Like, let's just say there's three episodes mm. in the series and they're 90 minutes long each. Like, I feel like that is a complete story, really. Yeah, because I think it's it's even weirder than that because the next two were released like just months apart from each other. This one came out 2017. Both the others were released 2018. Hmm. It's probably what you were just mentioning. They're wanting to ride off the like Shin Godzilla, Kong Skull Island... Godzilla King of the Monsters coming out soon. Like so much stuff was happening that get their movie slate prepped. Yeah. Right. I I think what this movie is very smart about and how they did it into splitting it into three is you watch this first movie and by the end of it, you feel like you've just seen the prologue to the proper movie. Mm. Yeah, it did feel a bit like that. Mm -hmm. Godzilla, uh, our main antagonist is built up and the reveal at the end that he's not the villain that we thought he was. We haven't even seen our main villain here. Um, and to see what he really does, go to episode two. Yeah. It felt like it took them everything to just defeat that original Godzilla, though, which is why I like it. Like, it does feel like it took them everything. That could have been the finale for a movie. Uh, and then it's just like, <laughs> that's not even it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just want to watch the second one right now. It, it makes me really, really keen to see how they even plan on trying to fight against this creature. In the coming movies, because they've got nothing. At Mickey Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it almost makes me think that like the locals, the locals have some schemes. Like the locals hey. are like Ooh. they can't really speak the same language, but they have some kind of mystical attachment to Godzilla really? or something bonkers. Who knows? Wow. Oh yeah. What if I, I would be surprised if Godzilla stays an antagonist throughout these whole three movies? I think. Mm. I, I know nothing. Prediction. You're making a prediction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any, any, predi- any predictions? Jason Slim. Um, <laughs> I want to hear your predictions. Um, I think he's going to fight Mechagodzilla in the second movie and maybe like King Ghidorah in the third. No Just a prediction. Okay. Just a prediction. Just a prediction. Wow. That's a pretty cool prediction. I love how I've seen these. I have zero idea what happens yeah, next. It's not good. <laughs> like, um, yeah. I mean, how big was Mechagodzilla compared to 
Godzilla Earth now, though. He could just be like a yeah. toy compared to exactly. the current that's size of him. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like the character we saw at the post credits, I feel like this could be Mothra related. Like these, these could be a society that worship Ooh. a Mothra that might uh, make an appearance. You know, looks like it. Yeah, because was there a scene? Was he in a was he in a cave at the end? I forgot to look to see if there were yeah, any markings. Like yeah, because I wonder if there was like Mothra markings on those on those cave walls. If we were looking hey. a little bit closer, as protector of the earth, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Slim prediction: Do you think Jace is going to watch the next movie in English? <laughs> Was 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 the Japanese hard to follow? No, it wasn't. It wasn't hard to follow. I mean, every conversation. Not they any had, more I, than any other anime. Yeah, I felt like. I mean, our captain was just screaming constantly, which I love. Like, I love <laughs> the emotional outbursts in anime. There's just like only one emotion in these main characters, and it's just like pissed off yelling. Um, I think that was probably. I think I saw some critiques also of like him. Like he just felt very one sided. His character, yeah, just kind of like pissed off and and forward driven, but. I'm going to go ahead and say Japanese version. Okay. Will be watched. Okay. I want to give it a watch. Yeah. Martin will be in it more. <laughs> for Martin's instant five man punky voice and to see if Haruo screams more in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, he will scream more. Uh, me and Jasha, we've been going through some of the prequel comic books for the MonsterVerse movies. Uh, mm. Not a prequel necessarily. Oh, I guess it is a prequel. There's a prequel novel to these three movies released just prior to the film's debut um, that went much, much more into depth on uh, the happenings kind of in that prologue to this movie where we see all these monsters come to Earth, all these aliens. Uh, It details humanity trying to fight these people. uh, And yeah, it actually explicitly goes through the Kamakuris, the Dagora squid fight, Hmm. Dagara rampaging through the city, Orga coming in. Um, I I want to read this. I think we should do it as a little. Slim, do you read? <laughs> I can't read. Slim, can you read? No, I you cannot know read. Are. I actually don't read. I'm listening, <laughs> listening to an audiobook right now. I, I'm doing I the same. I my personality, I can't sit and read. Yeah, but I'm listening. That's fair. Um, we <laughs> I feel like we should cover it as a book club. Uh, Slim can listen in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Only if Martin is there. <laughs> Only if maybe Martin's ancestors are there. I'll listen. Cool. Uh, one one little last piece of trivia. Um, the name of our main character, Haruo Sakaki, uh, there's an actor who played Godzilla in the first three Godzilla movies called Haruo Nakajima. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about him a bunch. Right, right before this movie, uh, I think like three to six months prior, he ended up passing away. Yeah. Um, which wouldn't have changed the fact that they named the main character after him, but it's 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 a nice little movie, like right after the heels of his passing, um, having like this movie almost dedicated to him in that way. Mm. Oh, that's pretty cool. So that they intentionally named him after yeah. Hiroko Kojima. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, what a legend. There is also a manga adaptation by Shonen Jump. For is this it movie. really? Yep. Oh wow. And I'm curious if that will follow the same path, and if it's a bit better with its pacing. Um, if you have read. Is, is the is the three what's the what's this trilogy called? I think it's the Godzilla anime trilogy. Is okay. what I've heard it referred to. How how many volumes is the manga? Do you know? It started in twenty eighteen. Really? And you say Shonen Jump? Shonen Jump, which is like the they do like Naruto and One Piece and stuff. Reputable. Right? Wow. Fourteen episodes. 
seems like. Okay. I wonder, yeah, I'm wondering if they like flesh out some of those backstories and the conversations. I'd be interested to read that. Yeah. Volumes are pretty hefty. I did hear like that those prequel books are actually only available in Japanese. So it'll be, it'll be interesting if the manga is too. Oh, jeez. Fan translation. We need to do it. Ch- chat GPT to translate it for me. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, I mean, Slim, do you want to do you want to give us your final thoughts and maybe give us a rating for the movie if we mm-hmm. want to wrap it up? I mean, I had a great time rewatching this. Mm. Like I said, I remembered bits and pieces of the plot, and and again, I think the plot is so cool. It, it does feel very sci-fi and out there, um, and very different from you know what I guess most people now are used to in the mainstream movies. So I think I'm at four jettisoned elderly out of five uh <laughs> for this movie I, I had a great time i had it three i had it at three jettisoned yeah. last viewing a couple years ago but i'm moving it up to four i think for myself Whoa. so i had i had a lot of fun i'm excited to continue and i hope it's i hope i had just as much fun in the as the second in the second movie hope we can jettison more elderly people in the second movie <laughs> We can only hope. Got to preserve those rations. Actually, no, a lot of them did die on that first fight, so maybe they don't need to ration as much as they did before. Hey, they've lost half the, half the whole population by this point. Yeah, yeah. More food for everyone. <laughs> How about you, Micah? Um, yeah, I'm not as keen on this movie. Uh, there are so many, as like the first explicitly like over-the-top sci-fi, so many of these time traveling spacefaring elements um I, I love how they set this movie up and i love a lot of those uh, plot devices and ideas thrown out um and i think that i would have absolutely adored this if they did keep it as an anime series um but the way it is at the moment it just it, it feels so fast and it feels like so many things are glossed over while i love the inclusion of godzilla and so many of the references to the other monsters a lot of the movie falls flat for me i mean I can't remember any of the characters except for Hurua screaming Martin. and Martin <laughs> and Martin's voice. Um, but I, I feel like we didn't get to know any of them at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the dialogue here, it feels like nothing was said that wasn't that wasn't progressing the story forward. Uh, and I, I am kind of keen to maybe give that manga a read because I would have loved to see this story as it was originally envisioned. Um, and, and there are yeah, still a lot of elements that I like. The art direction here is fantastic. Uh, how these monsters are portrayed. But I can't help but feel that it just could have been so, so much better in another universe. Um, I'm, I'm going to be real wacky here and quite mean even. I'm going <laughs> to j- jettison two and maybe a half of these elderly. Just the lower half. <laughs> Saving face for the Discord right now, Micah is. Yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold, no, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that one person alive. I'm only gonna jettison two people. <laughs> whoa, whoa! I'm being nice to that one elderly person. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm crazy because I am. Um, I really love this. Like, I, I was sitting down. I really enjoyed it. I just got consumed by the world um that they were introducing us to um the music the visuals um haruo i don't i just fell for this guy man i don't i don't get all the hate i mean sure he's a one 
kind of one dimensional character, but he's lost everything, you know, mm. he's lost his parents, lost his granddad. He's been thrown in prison. Um, and he's got one shot to defeat Godzilla. What would you be like? So I, I, I love Teruo. Um, and it does, it did just drag. There were a few like stretches and nothing in the middle, but I don't know. I, I, I quite, I, I I didn't find it like really boring because it was still interesting enough, like what they were talking about. Um, and like Godzilla Earth, yep. you can't come away from that reveal at the end. Yep. Godzilla's face, the oscillating beam or whatever it's yeah. called, you know, and just not be amazed by it. And I- I've said it so many times, but again, it just blows my mind that there are so many different Godzilla movies, so many different people. Um, doing their original take on the character. And I love that we've got something in this vein because I'm yeah. already such a fan of sci-fi stories. I'm already such a fan of, like, I grew, I read a lot of anime when I was growing up at school. Um, so, I don't know, this just, just felt, like, really comforting almost for me. It's a weird way to put it, but I felt right at home and in, in with this kind of story and what this was playing with. So I'm going to give it three and a half elderly people jettisoned out into space. <laughs> amazing amazing three and a half shipfuls i won't be as mean you know like three ships and then there was another ship only half of it was full of elderly and they were jettisoned off that accidentally exploded on the way air quotes yeah it was an accidental exploded Uh explosion somewhere there yeah um Oh, and I will just say that the next anime movie in the series, Godzilla City on the Edge of Battle, what a name, uh, is obviously going to be our next episode, but it's actually going to be releasing this coming weekend with the final movie of the trilogy, The Planet Eater, releasing this time next week. Uh, I think we've mentioned it before, but we're having to speed up our release schedule just a little bit to make sure we finish in time for Godzilla X Kong. Uh, but this is, yeah, it's going to be really fun. Bang, bang, bang. All three movies kind of in like eight days. So tune in for those. Send in any messages or thoughts if you have them. But Slim, thank you so much for joining us on the show. This was such a privilege. Yeah, absolutely. It was a pleasure to be on. I love listening to the show. I love going through like... I think so many people do this when they find like a property that they love. They want to like start from the beginning and go through. I think comic books are probably the the quickest analog to that. Mm. Um, so it was great to go back and rewatch this. I actually on I just went to a vacation with my buddies. I packed the Godzilla Criterion disc. We didn't even have a chance to watch it, but I was hoping oh. we could go back and rewatch. But for now, <laughs> I'll be content with the Godzilla anime. You know, that's all I can hope for right now. (laughs) And I'll continue. I'm going to continue the journey. We'll see if it's any good. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) And I mean, we've been downplaying it a bit, but you host 70 millimeter. You also help out with everything they're doing out over on Letterboxd, um, the Letterboxd show and Weekend Watch List. And I mean, again, we've said it, but you kind of the podcast you've done and put out there has been a huge inspiration for us. We've met so many of like previous guests and good friends from your community uh, so it's yeah, it's just so awesome to have you on Podzilla with us. But did you want to maybe talk about seventy millimeter or Letterboxd or kind of where people can find more of you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, first it's first it's a pleasure. I mean, it's honestly a privilege that so many people have met each other through 
what Danny Proto and I have done on 70 millimeter and like the community that's, that's like come up through that. I think it's insane. We talk about it all the time about how wild it is that like so many people have met each other and become like, you know, great friends and started shows together. Um, so on 70 millimeter, you know, myself, uh, Proto and Danny, um, we do a theme every month and each of us chooses a movie based on that theme. So for this month, we're doing faves month. So we're each choosing like one of our favorite movies to discuss mm -hmm. just the three of us. And Danny is an, a fantastic artist. He creates a piece of art for the episode. We sell it as prints. Um, Freaking amazing. And we have a discord that's, you know, very similar to yours that is connected to a Patreon, but we try to approach it as like less gatekeepy, um, as many podcasts can be, you know, like we're not super snobby about movies, um, but we will rib each other like friends do about <laughs> certain opinions that we might have on movies. So I guess that's what people can find endearing about the show, at least so we've heard. Yeah. Um, and then Letterboxd, <laughs> um, we have a, a few different shows right now. We're doing Best in Show, which is an awards focused podcast. But um, yeah, busy times at Letterboxd. A lot of cool stuff. Very grateful to be there during the big boom. So, yeah, a lot of things going on. But, yeah, very, very privileged to to have such a great community. Yeah, and, I mean, exactly what we're talking about. Like, I, I love 70mm just for that reason. Like, you listen to an episode and it isn't just, like, film snobs talking about how a film should be or what's so wrong with it. It is just, like, hanging out with three guys who genuinely just mm -hmm. love movies three friends that are just having a conversation mm -hmm. and you guys make it so fun and so like insightful at times. It's yeah, it's really cool. Thanks man. My favorite podcast guys to so go and listen to 70 millimeter. <laughs> yeah. You guys do have like, you guys did an episode. I think the same around the same time we did ours on Godzilla in 1998. Yeah. I remember that. So if you haven't listened to 70 millimeters, 1998 episode, <laughs> it's amazing. You guys gave it some wild ratings. So go and listen it to it. Fantastic. <laughs> Well, I actually, Proto actually brought this up, like, I think on our trip, he was, like, bummed about what we thought about Godzilla. He's like, I can't believe you guys thought that way about Godzilla 1998. He was, like, still harboring some, like, subtle resentment to our conversation about it. Sticks with you. Again, different people like different Godzilla movies, right? Some people like 98. That's right. It's just not ours at that time. There's other things out there that we appreciate maybe a little bit more than Matthew Broderick and Friends. <laughs> in New York City, <laughs> uh, Slim. I'm so happy that we we've got such an awesome little history with your podcast, and I think we're just so thankful that you're finally going to be like a permanent addition to this team as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah G Commanders. I mean, I think this is going to really work out. The three of us hosting Podzilla from here on out. Mm -hmm. I mean, what should we just go and like introduce you to Monster Island? I guess like, meet <laughs> some of the monsters, introduce you to Maguma. Let's do it. Let's go say hello. Show me the rounds. I need to get I need to get comfortable here. I, I do like this probably is like one make it or break it thing. Oh. I mean, we're big fans of the classic like sausage sizzle, you know, <laughs> sausage piece of bread. And you you definitely like prefer those to hot dogs, right? You know, uh, I don't know if this is going to work. To be honest, I'm a big hot dog fan, personally. Uh, Micah, do you think you get G Commander on the line? Maybe you won't notice if we just like move to the other side of the island. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yeah, let's just leave. So, say, looking forward to next week. Yeah, next, next episode, Slim. Episode. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Podzilla. Join our Discord server, tag us on Letterboxd, and follow us on our socials at PodzillaPod. The links are all in our show notes. If you're looking to help support the show and fund more adventures on Monster Island, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash podzilla to get access to extended cuts of every episode and the occasional bonus app. Big shout out to Cassie Celine for our seasonal podcast art. And a quick disclaimer that all music and additional audio used in this episode belong entirely to the Turbo Company. Who knew hot dogs would be my downfall? Who knew? I know, right?